Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, Jeff Trunapal, the Iceman. And as always, I'm bringing you sports from a West Side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of the great Facebook group, Day Nation and the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. I'm up to 1,124 subscribers. That is awesome. I appreciate every single one of you guys. You guys are the reason that I get this done or get to do this. Now, this show and every show is brought to you by T Properties. T Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tproperties.llc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, guys. Now, I since I've gotten monetized, I've gotten... Um, a new thing that um, I haven't really publicized very much, but it's called Super Chats, and it's on the YouTube channel. And my man, Hank, I hope I'm saying your last name right, Kershaw, uh, gave me two Super Chats for $10 yesterday, a total of 20 bucks, which is awesome. So I appreciate you, Hank, for uh, supporting the show. So if you guys ever are wanting to support what I'm doing, uh, you can do it by doing the Super Chats, and that is in the um, on the YouTube channel. So let's see what's going on. Who day, John? What's going on, John? Maddie, what up? What up? What up? Who day, brother? Who day? Uh, let's see here. Um, let's get down. Let me get to my stuff. News of the day first here. Just wanted to get that out of the way. Say hello to everybody watching the show. But this is this is something that's so nice for older Bengal fans like me. I remember. When we would draft guys and it would take forever to sign them. That is not a problem anymore. I mean, it also has to do with the way they've set up the, the salary, rookie salary cap and stuff like that. But it's just nice to know that we don't have to worry about it anymore because today, uh, Jamar Chase and Joseph Osai both signed. So every single one of the Bengals draft picks are signed. Every single player that's putting the stripes on has been at OTAs. That is great. It is just a breath of fresh air uh, of what we're getting to enjoy as Bengal fans. Now, the only person I saw reporting anything about the contract was here on Sports Track. It said Jamar Chase has now signed his four-year, $30.8 million fully guaranteed contract with the Bengals, including a $19.7 million signing bonus at uh, $5.6 million to the cap. Chase Boyd Higgins, oh my, are counting for just $17.3 million of the cap this season. So not bad for, I think, the best trio of wide receivers in the NFL. So let's see. what guys are already blowing a chat up. Let's chat up. Let's see what's going on. Uh, Ace killed. Let's see here. What do you got here? Uh, John, Ace killed on the wide receivers yesterday. Talk about Ace Boogie. Yeah, hopefully Ace should be joining the show uh, later on to today, tonight, during the show. He's got some stuff going on. Hopefully he'll be able to join. I said he was going to join. He told me he could join. And phew, as soon as I say that, speak of the devil, my man has shown up. Now, hold on. I got I to gotta do the proper intro for you. Hold on. I got I to gotta find your intro here. Ace, hold on a second. Here you go. All right. Let's do this. Uh, my man. Now, see, that that's that's a friend right there. He had he had something else going on. He told me he'd come on the show. He got it done, and it was very important what he was doing for, for him and his brand. But anyway, here's my man. Ace, what's going on, brother? What's going on, Ice Man? How you doing, bro? 
Good, man. Good. Just uh, getting getting excited about the uh, Bengals, and they signed Jamar Chase and Joseph Osai. Yes, Everybody signed. Everybody's at OTAs. We're getting healthy. I mean, it's nothing but good stuff right now in Bengal land. Oh, man, it's it's amazing. I mean, for Joe Burrow to be participating in the form and fashion that he's doing it right now is truly amazing. And you'll probably get people like, oh, Bengals fans are just super excited. Like, this is not normal. Like, this is not normal for a player that suffered the catastrophic injury that Joe Burrow had last year to be throwing in OTAs. I mean, dropping back, dropping dimes. I mean, right. Throwing for 50 or 60 yard. Like, right. Are you guys serious? Or are you what? guys just haters? I don't, I don't know. Like it's not that Bengals fans are overreacting to this stuff. It's truly remarkable. I mean, we talk about Trey Hawkins who ended up having, you know, the same injury, one of them. Um, and he still, from to my knowledge, I believe the first week of OTAs, he was not practicing. So, I mean, Joe's out there. So, I mean, that is remarkable. That just talks about, that just shows the moxie that this guy has. And I, I'm not saying this from a source or anything. I truly believe, and this is just my opinion from what we've seen with the progression, I think that he's going to play in the preseason. I think that I, there's dude, a chance I, yeah, I that he'll too. play one series. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he even said he'd like to do it. You know, he'd like to knock the rust off. He said it's up to the doctors and and the Bengals front office and everything. But, dude, I don't put a pass because look, I I've been optimistic saying that he was going to be back game one. I didn't think he'd be back. I said I didn't think he'd be back for the preseason. I sure as hell didn't think he'd be playing or passing in OTAs and moving like he is because he's doing all the drills. I mean, right. he, if you watch some of it, he's doing the high steps and the oh, yeah. the crossovers and and all, all that stuff and. He's, he's throwing it, and he's got zip on the ball, too. And that's one thing that uh, Charlie Goldsmith, uh, Goldsmith sorry, brought up on the show yesterday, that right. that was something that Joe wanted to work on in the offseason anyway, you know, right. work on his arm. He did that along with <laughs> rehabbing his knee. I mean, dude, that's dedication. So, Jackpot Joey, I, dude, I, I can't be more excited about it. And, and that's what I keep trying to tell people too. And when I do all my optimistic, you know, I put my orange sunglasses on. I'm all optimistic. I said they're going going eleven and six. But to me, it's really not a pipe dream. This is stuff that actually could happen. I mean, right. I don't know if it's going to or not. But we've got the talent. We've got the quarterback. It's just nothing but but you it's know, starting quarterback here. league, bro. It's yeah. like a lot of people are like, you know, why are Bengals optimistic and this and that and it's. It all starts and, and ends with Joe Burrow. And the, a crazy thing is I was talking to my coworker today and I showed him the video and you guys are probably like, why are you in Florida showing your coworker <laughs> a video of, of Joe Burrow? Well, he happens to be a huge LSU fan. So ah. we, we talk about Joe Burrow all the time. He, he even, you know, checks in on Joe Burrow with the Bengals and he knows that I'm a huge Bengals fan and stuff like that. And I sent him the video and this is what he said. He said, Nothing looks like it changed. Like he, right. like yeah. you're, he was like, that is amazing. It's incredible that he's able to do this right now. And this is a guy that watched him at LSU for the two seasons that he was there. A huge Joe Burrow fan, and he's like, he's just excited. And you know, he's even more excited that we have Jamar Chase, and you know, we get we got NFL LSU going on yeah. in Cincinnati. LSU yeah, we, LSU Midwest is going yeah. on right now, or or, or or the Cincinnati Bayou Bengals, whatever you want to call it. I want to <laughs> do a shout out here for my super chat, Hank. You're the man. Thanks you for the uh, super chat, brother. Appreciate it. 
Uh, so that's uh, so like I said at the beginning before Joe came on or Joe Ace came on. I got a uh, super chats going now. So if you guys want to donate, yeah, make sure what you I'm guys doing. donate and support. You guys that watch my channel and know how YouTube works, definitely exactly. show the Iceman some love, man. I mean, he's he's putting out quality content every single day almost. So I mean, you gotta you gotta give it up to him, and that's how you really show your support is you know helping him out. That's that's definitely gonna keep this channel going and getting even better than. It's already a great show now, not to, not to try to <laughs> no, no. or anything, but well, see, it just I, helps us all grow channels. Yeah, exactly. And, and you guys have been killing it here lately. Hell, you get you had Fred Johnson on 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 your guys' show, and then you had uh, uh Rene, I always mess Renee Ren or it's Renee Renell Ren Renell. Okay, man, I always mess that up. Renell Ren. Uh, <laughs> you guys did that on Memorial Day, and I got to listen to it um actually last night when I was at work, and that was that was a great interview. You guys do an awesome job. On your yeah, man. We, we try to we try to bring something different. We try to make sure that we're you know they always say whenever you do an interview, just make sure that you do your research on these guys because yeah. the last yeah. thing that you want to do is is ask them something that someone has already asked them, right? Or you know get something wrong, and, right. and that's what I always encourage everyone to do is just make sure that you did your research because it makes the actual interviewee feel like okay these guys have done their research right. they know what they're doing these are questions that i haven't answered before it, so it, it's also like they take a time to actually research and try to you know figure out you know my life and so you know find out about me that's that's kind of right. the way i felt when i had dave lapham on here i started looking at all kinds of stuff up and i had ken riley uh the second on here yeah, I you all got some great there. interviews on here as well my friend don't, don't uh short change yourself well, I appreciate it, man. I want one of these days. I'll, I'll I'll actually get a bangle on. I'll keep trying. But uh, Royal Flush Terry has got a challenge for you. He says, "Do you think you can get Jamar Chase on your show, Ace? And if you do, well, I want to be on." <laughs> we're we're working, man. We're we're trying to work behind the scenes, but you know these things they do have, uh, you know, proper protocols that we have to go through. So. If we're allowed to have Jamar Chase on, <laughs> uh, we would love to have it. Uh, come on. You guys already know Zim wants to have Jamar on. You <laughs> yeah, already know. Yeah. Come on, guys. So See, hopefully I, if we're allowed to him. have him on, we would we would love to have him on. Yeah, I've been tweeting at him, trying to get him, get him on too, and he, he won't answer me. <laughs> but I want to get back to, to Hank's question here. He gave me the super chat. I want to give his uh, his uh, question uh, the, the proper time here. Uh, it says, Jackson Carmen will be a legit offensive guard. People are worrying about nothing. I I, I I kind of agree with him on that. I mean, I, I think he is, and they've said this lots of times since they've drafted him, that Jackson Carmen actually played tackle like a guard. And, I mean, if you can do that, because the, the biggest difference from – I've never played uh, offensive line in my life, but the biggest difference from people I've talked to of playing tackle and playing guard is you go from an open space to a phone booth. And that's where you have to be have the, the right feet and right hands and everything to be a, a guard. But it looks like Jax Carmen is, is going to work out just fine. Yeah, I I have to agree. I mean, I mean, the GOAT Willie Anderson has been training this kid since he was young. Uh, and I mean, I don't think Willie's gonna put his stamp of approval on anyone if he doesn't believe in him. And I think Jackson Carmen is gonna be a tremendous guard uh at the next level. I think he even has some tackle ability, but for now they need him to play guard. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that he's gonna do a great job at it. I mean, I can't wait to see him out there in the preseason and see what he brings to the table. But you're talking about a guy that played left tackle for the number one pick in the draft this year, and he did it well for years. Mm -hmm. And so I, I actually did a cut the tape on, on him um, and took a look at, you know, some of the differences between his uh, year prior to this season. And man, uh, even in the game against Chase, although he didn't give up any sacks, 
Chase did beat him on on some plays. And then you watch him the next year against a guy. uh, I believe it was a guy that the Bills drafted in the the second round, I believe. Edge rusher. He was one of the top guys. A lot of Bengals fans wanted him. Looked Looked like the guy completely mastered his craft. Stuff that he was getting beat on. The previous year, he was not getting beat on it, and and I'm being and I'm not trying to say that he was getting beat up against Chase because he Chase didn't get a sack, right? Right. right. Uh, but the technique, all of the stuff, like, and that's why I like looking at different, you know, games mm-hmm. because you don't want to just go off of your first game, right? And right. the more that I watched, the more I was impressed. I was like, man, and you could tell, and I think that Willie had talked about it, like, yeah, I worked with him in the off season, and you could just tell, man, it was like the technique tightened up and everything. So the kid is a willing learner. I think uh, Dan Horde had said that he pretty much knows uh, most of the moves from defensive yeah. linemen. I mean, this guy, I think he's going to be good. I think he's definitely going to be legit. And that's all the Bengals need him to be. They just right. need him to, to right. be okay. We just need yeah. average guard play from mm-hmm. the from the right guard position. And I think that he's going to bring above average guard play to that position, even in his first season. Right, and, and the thing is, too, I know everybody thinks you're going to play guard for one year and a kick out the tackle. I don't know if that's necessarily a fact because I think if we got three guys. If they don't – well, there's two options. Either you, they re-sign Riley Reef, which they could. They, who knows? But if they don't, you got Fred Fred Johnson, you got Akeem Adeniji, and then you got uh, Deontay Smith, who they just drafted. Those right. three guys, I think, legitimately could have a chance to, to be our future right tackle. Oh, easily. And then you don't. And then if you, I mean, and that's where I'm like, if 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 Jackson's playing awesome at guard, why move him? You know, if you can, if if one of these guys can step, and I, I really think Fred Johnson could do it. I, I I was big on him last year to replace Bobby Hart. I, I wish he'd gotten more of a a, a shot to do it, but I, I really do think he and he. I think you you guys said on your show, or I've heard on Twitter Pocket, it takes a couple years for to to develop offensive linemen in the NFL. And Fred Johnson's been – this will be, what, his third year, I think, with the Bengals, so about the fourth year out of the NFL. Mm-hmm. So he might be – next year going to his fifth, it might be the time of the year that he's, you know, at his peak and he might be able to take that over. Right. Yeah, I think uh, I think Fred Johnson – I just think about, like he said on the show, sometimes he didn't have a defined role, so he was moving from position to position. I thought he played – and this is just me personally, like that first year – when he was playing left tackle, he played very solid in yes. that stretch of four games. Yes. And I think that they found something there. And I think that he may possibly be better at tackle than guard. But, you know, I'm not a coach. I'm not going to leave that up for, you know, what I think or, or what he should do. But I think he's in good hands with Frank Pollock. And I think that the kid has a lot of talent. I mean, six eight. Uh, the frame that he's had, he plays with a chip on the shoulder. I love the fact that in the interview, he said that nothing is handed to him. He's out there to try to get it. Let's let's line up the best guys and and may the best man win. And I think that that uh, that approach that he has um, is is I loved it, bro. I, I love the energy. I think that he can bring a lot to the team. And I think we'll see maybe in preseason and training camp. I think that he's going to be one of the last guys left. Yeah. Well, one thing he said on on, on the interview with you guys. Is you guys asked him about you know bringing in more players and stuff, and he's like, "Bro, I want competition." He right, goes, he was that, like, "I want the smoke." Like right. that's why I went to Pittsburgh, and I was like, "Man, that was that's golden." Because that's, when he went there, that's when Pittsburgh was considered you know an elite offensive line. Um, obviously, they're they're trash now, but uh, back then, 
you know, they were considered a good line. So for him to say, I want competition and to bring that on, iron sharpens iron. I love that about him. Yeah, exactly. And that, that to me, that's the attitude that we want with our players. You want that guy who is not scared of the competition, you know, because right. that breeds into, um, oops, I got to get off there. <laughs> Too many uh, comments going on here. But that breeds into uh, competition. That breeds into the performance of on the field and just the overall the team, if everybody's in competition with each other, that enhances the performance of your team. And to me, that's that it also uh, says that they have a lot of depth, which is right. one of the biggest problems the Bengals have had the last couple of years is not enough depth sure. because we had so many guys getting injured. So hopefully, you know, that's the attitude that we're going to have here. Now, I know Royal Frost Terry had a comment or question I wanted to get up here. Oh, yeah, here it is. And I, I got one for him. He said, besides uh, Joey B., T. Higgins, which Bengals sophomore takes the biggest leap forward? And me, I think personally, it's going to be Logan Wilson. I think I'm looking for him to have a, a take a big step forward this year. Uh, what, what do you think, there, Ace? I'm going to go with Khalid Kareem. I know people are probably going to say you're just saying that because he's on your show, and I'm not. I'm not even saying that. Like when I went back and rewatched uh, the Bengals games early on, uh, I noticed that he was in the backfield a lot. Like a lot, a lot. There was he probably should have had five or six sacks his first season. He only ended up with one. But you know, there's times where he almost had Lamar Jackson. Mm -hmm, there's mm -hmm. times where I'm looking at that I didn't even realize early in the season he was out there getting snaps and he was out there being disruptive uh, in the backfield. So I, I, I actually believe Khalid Kareem is going to take a huge step this season. And a lot of people don't know, and I've said this on my show, and you know, um, he was playing hurt last year. Right. And so I didn't even know that until later. Now he's 100 percent healthy. Um, and so I think he's got the a year of experience in this league. I think he's motivated. He can't wait to get after it. Um, he's a great guy. Um, and I think that he's also been getting it in in the weight room uh, this uh, this offseason. I believe he was also training with Akeem Davis Gaither. Um, so I think that he's going to take a big step forward this season. I think that he could get a couple of sacks. I think, you know, maybe five or six is, isn't uh, out of the realm of possibility, I think, for him. And I think we're going to see why they drafted him because when I watched his highlights before we even interviewed him, I'm like, this kid could be special. He's got he's got some good twitch to his game. And we talked during the draft, he talked about uh, there was a lineman that uh, everyone wanted. He ended up going to, I believe, the Las Vegas Raiders, if I'm not mistaken. His name escapes me and everybody – uh, Darisaw. I call him Darisaw. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, they had a field day against Darisaw, uh, I believe, <laughs> right. the year before he came in. So I think that he definitely has the talent um, and the size, and and I think he'll take the the leap um, next year or this season. Yeah, yeah hopefully, hopefully both both of them will. Now, I uh, I found this article. Now, people come at me all the time because I'm a big CJ Uzama fan. I think he's yep. going to be a very good player for us. He's back to 100% healthy. And yep. People always say, you know, we need a, a better tight end and, and a weapon out there. Now, Hype Stripe came out and up. Oh, that's not it. This one, Hype Stripe came out and said that, uh, you know, a legit guy to trade for would be Zach Ertz. And I wouldn't mind it, but I'm not throwing, you know, a first round, second round. No. I mean, he was injured last year. I mean, if they want to damn near give him away, I'll take him. But I mean, CJ Uzama, I think, is a legit tight end. And if you guys remember mm -hmm. when he at the beginning of the year for he got hurt. Him and Joe had a connection, and just yeah, this, really yeah, and just this comment last year or last year, yesterday on his uh, his Zoom uh, meeting, he said that uh, about talking about the Bengals Super Bowl celebration when they they 
they win it. He goes, I want to see Joe Burrow absolutely hammered wherever we're at. <laughs> so, I mean, to me, that that had not not to, to go get you know absolutely hammered and, and all that stuff, but their mindset is to win a Super Bowl, you know, and that's what CJ's mindset is. I mean, he's playing on this is my job. I'm planning on being here when we do this. To me, that's a guy that's all in and. I think he's going to have a really good year. I don't know. What, how do you feel about the tight end room and, and CJ Uzama? I mean, no disrespect to the guy that, that wrote the article. I think, uh, you know, Zach Ertz, I would definitely be open to, to getting Zach Ertz. I don't think that you should trade for him because I think he's going to get cut here soon. Uh, I wouldn't mind adding him to the room, but I love CJ Uzama. You brought, you brought up a great point. I think CJ Uzama uh, definitely came on with Joe last season. I think that they have a very strong connection. I think the fact that they both were hurt, um, and had to gain that camaraderie throughout that rehab time. I think that that's going to bode well for them. Uh, CJ Uzoma, I think, uh, definitely can be a good a good uh, supporter for Joe Burrow because when you have that tight end, that's the safety blanket. And when they did not have him, it was mm-hmm. it was tough. It was tough. Oh, yeah. You know, you guys know from watching my YouTube channel, I'm not a big Drew Sample fan. Nothing against him yeah. or anything like that. I wish him the best. Uh, but I, I don't know if you could get away with Drew Sample being your number one tight end. And obviously Thaddeus Moss is now in the mix. Yeah. He's had a connection with Joe Burrow. So I could see why someone would be like, yeah, there's no reason for us to add Zach Ertz, who's probably entering the downside of his career because you got to think about the age at, at some point. But if you were to say you can get you know Zach Ertz for like league minimum or something, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd yeah, take I'll, Zach yeah, Ertz I'd, for sure. I'd take, yeah, I agree. I'd, I'd take it too. But the thing is too is – I'm very curious and excited. Not only to see Uzama, but I want to see Thad. I right. I I wanted them to draft him last year, and then I wanted them to sign him. So I'm very curious to see see how he has progressed because he's going to be healthy this year. He didn't play yeah, last I think year. That he- is, I, I think the one thing that stuck out to me, and sometimes I just look at like symbolism and stuff like that. Who's the first person that Joe Burrow is seen walking across the street? Right. Yep. To practice yep. with. It's mm-hmm. Thad Moss. He's got his dad's patented cornrows with the braids to the back, the <laughs> yeah, 81 on. And you're just like, my immediate mm. thought, that guy's not getting cut. That was yeah, my, right. That right. Was my yeah. immediate thought. Yeah. Uh, Moss is making the team. Like, that was yeah. just my immediate thought. And, right. you know, I think that the fact that we did not get to see Moss, there's mm-hmm. a little bit of an unknown there. And so yeah. I think that. I would love to see him. I, I really am curious to what his role will be going forward. My early prediction, and this is not having any sources. Obviously, we haven't seen them uh, line up. And maybe maybe some of the reporters have said this. But I would assume that he could at least start out at the, the Seaton Carter role with the H-back right. role. Because mm-hmm. then, mm-hmm. you know, technically that's kind of a starter. You know, right. and uh, I, and this I think that out. I would mm-hmm. rather see him at that position than him being the third tight end on right. on the bench or something like that. So yeah. I would love to see him there, and I'd love to see what he can do. I mean, I think we're going to see it in the preseason, fellas. Like, I'm, I'm really excited to see what he can do with that Moss for sure. Exactly. All right, I got another super chat I got to put out there. Hank, again, he's, he's killing it with the super chats. Appreciate you, bro. He said, if we win 10 games, does Zach get an extension? Uh, Yeah, oh, I think yeah. so. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean – <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I I don't necessarily think Zach is on as big a hot seat as everybody thinks he is. I just I think Lou uh, Armadillo is more on the hot seat than Zach. Now they get they start out 
oh and four oh and five then yeah 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 he is but but I, I really think more Lou is more on the hot seat than anybody but one thing I've I've noticed I've done some more research on on Lou and um what he's trying to do with the defense and I'm kind of understanding it a little bit more I mean I don't, I don't understand dropping Carlos Dunlap or or, or Lawson or any of these guys back in the coverage but from what I've read and everything he's trying to be a a, a, a morphing uh, defense kind of like the, what the Patriots Patriots do you know right. for whatever that team does best take that away from them and make you make you beat or make them beat you doing something else and I think he's actually got the talent and versatility uh more so now than he's had the first two years uh, right. on the defense side of the ball with all the guys they they've got so I, I'm not completely sold on him yet but I, I, I'm I'm more I want to wait and see. I, th- I think he's got a better shot of doing what he wants to do, I think. How do you feel about that? Uh, I think Lou just has to get his own guys in there. I mean, I think some people didn't look at – and I'm, I'm not trying to give him an out or get out of jail free card or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 <laughs> The personnel has to match the scheme. If you guys don't have uh, a scheme, if guys don't have a scheme or have guys that fit the scheme – it's, it's pretty hard to get it to work on the field. Like you just said yourself, dropping Carlos Dunlap in coverage, yeah. that just doesn't work. But no. how could you come in and say, Carlos Dunlap, you're not starting? Now, we know that that eventually happened, right? right. But right. you can't come in to, like, Carlos Dunlap and Geno Atkins, even if they don't particularly fit the scheme like a glove, you can't particularly come in and be like, that guy, you know, isn't starting. And so you end up with Carlos Dunlap dropping in the coverage. (laughs) And so uh, I think now with them being able to go out in two years in free agency and be able to sign all of these guys, you got your system, you've got your guys, you brought in Osai. I think Osai actually drops back into coverage much better than Carlos Dunlap with. Sample Sample does too. I mean, he, he, yeah, he, he, sample yeah. as well. I mean, yeah. Osai with him being a former linebacker, I, mm-hmm. I don't think he'll have any issues with that. Uh, sample, as you said, and then they've got Shelvin, and you get Rennell Wren back. So mm-hmm. I think that they're gonna at least have players that fit their scheme better. Yeah. But as you said, we have to see how it plays out because right. Lou is on the hot seat. Mm-hmm. Lou, uh, you know, he had some games where he tightened up, and then we had the implosion of the Ravens game at the end of the season where they run for <laughs> four to 500 yards, and everyone's yeah. trying to burn that out of our memories. And so right. I'm willing to give Lou a chance to see, okay, now that you have your guys, now that you have guys that fit your scheme, how is this defense going to perform? And I don't think right. we need top 10. I don't think we need, you know, no. top 15. Even if he's 17, I think that that's good enough. Yeah. Right. Compared to where we've been the last, you know, five seasons. Well, I kind of compare it to to this season. To me, I kind of compare it to the 05 Bengals because uh, yeah, Carson Bomber he, he didn't play his first year. Second year played, they won eight and eight. So Joe Burrow played his first year. They're coming into his second year, and if you remember, that offense was legit. It was probably the best offense in football that year. Our defense was more opportunistic. I don't remember what they were ranked, but it wasn't like they were, you know, top five or anything. It might have been top 15 or something like that. And that's where I kind of, in comparing the, the two teams, that's, if this offense is as good as we think it's going to be, the defense doesn't have to be stellar. If they could be top 15, we're going to be in these games, you know, because, I mean, the biggest thing is just get the other team off the, off the field and get the ball back to Joe Burrow in this offense and go score 25, 30 points a game. 
Yeah, I'm with you on that. I don't think it needs to be a, a Ravens X defense no. or anything like that. Um, get the ball back to Joe Burrow and give him more opportunities than the other team to win. I mean, I think it's that easy. You put the ball in Joe Burrow's hands. He puts points on the board. You take the ball out of the other quarterback's hands and you allow them to put less points on the board. Yeah. And I think, you know, I'm not going to say that defense doesn't matter because obviously no, you have to does. get pressure and, right. and and things of that nature. But, you know, even if it's a bend but don't break defense and you get turnovers and you're holding guys to three instead of seven and you get an interception on another drive or a big fumble, mm-hmm. um, I think that that's something that the Bengals and Joe Burrow can work with. Yeah, Absolutely. And uh, Royal Royal, uh, Royal Flush, I get my tongue to work. Royal Flush Terry also says, didn't Cleveland try a morphing defense a while back and they called it the UFO defense? I, I, I am not a Cleveland friend. Yeah, I have to I ask my buddy, my buddy Quincy, uh, Quincy Carrier. He's a huge, uh, you know, Browns fan. I'll have to ask him about that one. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know myself if that's what they did or not. But I mean, the thing is, though, there's been lots of teams that tried to do it. The Patriots have done and haven't been able to do it. But like I said, it's not that the Bengals need this to be a, a, a top five defense, but I really do think with the talent they have, we can be improved and that's all we need. It's just like the offense. All we need, it needs to improve and if it improves enough. We can, we can go pretty far. It's funny that they say like, uh, that they want to do the morphing defense, because if I'm not mistaken, I kind of saw that the first year Lou was here, I went back and, and we watched like the Bengals safeties the first year. Mm-hmm. And at one point they were using two safeties. At another point, they started to move uh, Sean Williams from the safety position to linebacker. They were doing some looks there. Then they had three safeties. So I almost feel like he's kind of, I haven't went back and rewatched the defense last season, uh, but um, the season before I, I felt like he was already kind of doing that with different looks from week to week. Right, yeah, that, that, that that's kind of like where I think us Bengals fans are going. What are you doing? <laughs> you know, we couldn't figure it out. I'm like, that's not even close to what you did the week before. But yeah, but I mean, like I said, I, I've kind of gotten to the point where I, I understand what he's trying to do finally because that was my biggest thing. I, I didn't know what his defense was because I wanted. To, mm-hmm. I thought he wanted to play a you know a four three. Then it was a three four. Now it's a morphing thing. So I'm like, okay, that's what you want to do, and you want to take away what that team does the best. Because to me, to beat the the clowns and the Rapids. You got to take away the run. I, I, I'll take my chance and, and keep Lamar Jackson in the pocket. I'll take my chances on on Baker Mayfield and Lamar Jackson throwing the ball against us than them running it because you know the Browns killed us running the running the ball. The Ravens got that three headed monster along with Lamar Jackson. So to me, getting Tyler Shelvin, DJ or uh, by by your big daddy, DJ Reader, Mike Daniels, Open Joby, all these guys that we have in the middle now, those guys are gonna be. Uh, this is an obvious statement, but keys, <laughs> the key to stopping the run. And we didn't get to see, you know, the rotation that I wanted to see last year. We didn't get to see DJ and 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 Gino and Daniels all on the field at the same time. They're all injured. Right. So this year we got four guys that can do it. So hopefully we can stay injured free and those guys can stuff that middle up. And that's going to be a, a big change in our defense if the, those four can work like I think they can. No, you're right. I mean, the injuries decimated the defensive tackle position. You know, when you look at it, like, yeah, the Bengals had a bad uh, run defense, and it probably was due to the fact that they didn't have any D tackles healthy um, throughout that season. So to to bring those guys back, it's huge. I mean, I I just think about DJ Reader and how different 
the run defense looked without him in there. It was it was night and day. Yeah, it, it went straight down when he was when he was from when he was in there from when he was gone. I got a question here from uh let's see T T Cosby, I, I guess is how you say it. Uh he says is it normal for teams not to de- disclose details of coaches' contracts? They don't disclose the details of anybody's contract. That I know, yeah, of. They don't. I mean, they the, the thing I found from Jamar is, is that Track Sports are the only one that's said this is what it was, and nobody else has actually claimed to know anything. Yeah, the only thing that I've ever seen, I think the only details that, and there may be some other details out there. The only one that I remember the details with, where I think it was John Gruden, didn't he get like a ten year contract or something? It was something wild with like yeah. the Raiders. He got like a ten year deal. Yeah, yeah, he but, got yeah he got that yeah because that. Cause they're the Raiders, and this is a big damn deal. We got John Gruden back, and well, that's worked out great. Whatever, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, they did, they did say that, but yeah, they usually don't. Uh, well, the Bengals, as, as an organization, I don't think they announce the the details of contracts. Nah, I mean, that's just- some of that stuff, like you just never know how it's gonna it's gonna pan out out there. So it's probably best to keep that close to the vest. Yeah, exactly. What's up, hard punctu- punctuation? They're checking in. Uh, let's see here. Let's see some more questions. There's more statements. But um, so what? What do you guys got coming on on your show here? So you got more? Uh, any cool interviews coming on here here lately on your show? Well, we were we were supposed to have one coming up, but we have to see um, if they're going to be allowed to be on. So we'll see. <laughs> we're kind of <laughs> in a wait and see kind of aspect right now, um, but we do have uh, some some people that might not be Bengals fans plan to come on. Um, so we're actually doing some stuff with that. Um, and I just talked to Flimlo today. So I'd probably say around preseason, be looking for that. Uh, you know, Flimlo is a huge YouTuber. I mean, man, helped me out a lot when I first got started here uh, on YouTube with New Stripe City. Didn't even realize uh, for the longest that he watched my show. <laughs> um, so Flimlo is a guy for, for those who watch YouTube, you probably know who he is. Almost has a million subscribers. If not, Ooh. um, definitely be sure to check out his, uh, his videos. He actually does some bingo stuff too. Now, um, he oh, also has cool. sports therapy, so be sure to check that out. Um, and then we're still in the background running a few things on to try to get some guests lined up. So, uh, we were supposed to have one, but like I said, we have to see how this thing, how this right. thing works out. Right. Exactly. I want I always got to hit this up every show, but, uh, Cause I'm trying to get everybody there, uh, get as many people there as we can. It's a jungle to the hall that Bingo Jim is putting on, and we're about two and a half weeks out from it. That's June 19th, and it's gonna be an all day event. I mean, it starts at 10 a.m. They're gonna be at Maslin High School. You're getting a tour of the high school facility. You can see a Paul Brown statue, all kinds of pictures of Paul Brown. I mean, Paul Brown started coaching football there. One o'clock, one to three is the rally for. Soon to be Hall of Famers, speaking into existence. Soon to be Hall of Famers, Ken Riley and Ken Anderson. And then after that, they're going into a tour of the Hall of Fame. And then they've got uh, a brew house. They're going to hang out at and got hotel rooms. And it's all, uh, all, all you got to do is register. And so all the registration details and everything are on Bingo Jim's uh, Facebook page and his Twitter. And I'm going, and I'm actually moving my freaking vacation so I can go to this thing. So, because I'm supposed to be going, to, I, that's supposed to, I am. I'm gonna be heading down to your neck of the woods here to Florida. Yes, sir. And every time, my, my wife is from Florida, and every time we go, we always go in the summertime because everybody's off school and all this stuff. Dude, it's hot as hell down there. This Ohio boy melts. <laughs> yeah, bro, you're not the only one. Like we were just uh, 
joking about that at work. It was like Floridians, we stay in in the summertime because it's too hot. It's too hot. It's about 90 yeah. to 100 degrees and all kind of stuff. So generally, that's why we're in, we're inside with the AC. Uh, sometimes we got the pool going and stuff like that. But generally around this time, man, yeah, no. Nah, yeah, you in, you in the house. <laughs> yes, sir. We in the, you in the house in the uh, air conditioning. That's what my in-laws are doing. All right. Uh, pardon the punctuation says, will Joseph Burrow, Jackpot Joey Burrow, be the MVP of the league this year? Ooh. I, I mean, I think it's it, I think it's uh it's coming. I think that it wouldn't like in his career, I think he's definitely gonna win an MVP. Yeah. I think I think, sure. I think he's more on track to get a player of a comeback, comeback player. player of the year. Year. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's that's definitely on his I think it's honestly if they have two good years, it's gonna be either between him and Dak Prescott, I think. Because right. they're quarterbacks, quarterbacks get all, all the praise and everything. So in my early odds. You know, depending on how the season goes for each uh, team, I think it's going to be between um, uh, Dak and, and 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 Joe. So I actually just uh, I reached out to Quincy, and he said that the Browns ran last year a lot of cover three. There were a couple pay- plays where they had a UFO package where they would have eight to ten guys on the line of scrimmage. The only time the franchise ever ran a UFO defense was when Romeo Cornell was the head coach from 2006 to 2008. Ah, there you go. See, see that's that's why. See, you have to go to the man who has the sources, and that's that guy right there. Not me. I don't, I don't have that many. He he he's my source. I'll I'll, I'll message him for, <laughs> for stuff. <laughs> like I said, hey, Malik Wright has got the deuce too. Oh yeah, dude, I, dude, Malik Wright, dude. I gotta give that that guy props. Everything he he puts out, he's right on. <laughs> you know, right. I mean, because he he came on my show the second night of the draft, and he was not happy because I think because he found out they were going to draft. Uh, oh yeah, me and Carmen. Malik were talking before, uh, before, and you know sometimes I check my sources with his, right? And I was like, yeah, but it, it was funny because we were talking about it, and then he confirmed it. He was like, yeah, and I'm I'm upset about it, but the 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 wild thing was, I kind of got a hint that they were gonna, it was gonna be a little later than yeah. um, we expected. So at first I was thinking that we were gonna trade up, and then I'm like, I thought we were gonna trade up from the third round into the end of the second round, but I got ah. the trade reversed. It actually was that we were going to trade back, back and then do it. So it was, it was pretty dope. Yeah. I, yeah I Malik is on all of that stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. I had Malik on and, and I was, he wouldn't tell, he wouldn't tell me who, who they were going to, to draft. And everybody <laughs> in the chat tra- started saying Carmen Jackson. And I kind of clicked on one of the comments and said, this guy is, oh, well, you know, I can't say <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so I was trying to get it out of him, but, but I, t- I asked him, I said, all right, well, how about this? How about if, if they trade back and they draft this guy, would you be happy with that? He goes, yeah, I'd be more happy with that. So I, just from what I was talking to Malik and, and how upset he was, if they took Jackson Carmen as high as, as it they, was, what's funny is to. we were, we were on the phone with each other before your show. And he was like, man, I can't show how upset that I am. On the show. <laughs> I knew he was, I, I knew he was. I'm like, uh, he was just like, like usually he'd come on. He's, he's talking to himself. He's just like, <laughs> he was just salty, dude. I could just tell. But but just from talking to him and everything, I, I said, I got to, I'm like, in my own mind, I was like, I got a feeling they're going to trade back because I can't see, well, I, mean, I can see the Bengals doing it, but I don't really think if, if they think they can get them later in the second round, I can see them trade back because the Bengals, how many times do they trade back in the second round? I mean, they, they do that a ton. Yeah. So that's where I'm like, this would be a perfect spot if this guy is still there to trade back. And I'm extremely happy with the guys that got in the trade, you know, I mean, right. how it all worked out. And then also let us get 
a kicker in the fifth round who some people are like, oh, why is he taking the kicker? I'm like, well, because we had you know, three. Uh, and Randy rounds. Bullock? Like, yeah. are you serious? Right. Because he, like, missed an extra point that would have tied up a game? <laughs> yeah. Like, that kills me. And, like, not to go off on a tangent, but, bro, like, I didn't hear people complaining when uh, we drafted the kicker last time in the fifth round. And right. I don't even feel like we needed it as much as we needed it this oh, year. Yeah. Like, Well, if you don't draft him, who the hell is going to be your kicker? Because they already let right. Bullet go. So I'm like, I was, dude, I was like praying. God, please, we got to get a kicker. Oh, yeah. Like, I was we like, get a kicker. We've been asking for that. a kicker for how long? Yeah. Like, come on, guys. And, 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 dude, he's got a freaking cannon. And, and, I mean, I'm not trying to hype him up too much, but he has the potential to be a weapon. And we haven't really had a weapon as a kicker, in my opinion, since Jim Breach. And, and we we uh we picked Jake Elliott in the fifth round. We literally did this before, and I never remember <laughs> people like saying, like, "Oh, why would they pick right. Jake Elliott?" And like, you know, best kicker in the draft. I right. mean, it, it's they not like kept him. <laughs> exactly. It, it's not like it's not like you're drafting a kicker in the third round. That's why, or the right. fourth. Like that's why I was scratching my head. I'm just like, it's yeah. the fifth round. It's the fifth round. You gotta I mean, secure them. In right. the six, anybody could have taken them. And right. then you're sitting there with, with Randy Bullock still. Like, yeah. Well, well, not he, even Randy he, Bullock. He Randy gone, Bullock yeah. left. Yeah, he was Austin Seibert is even worse than Randy Bullock. <laughs> That's what He's I'm worse. Like, yeah, I'm like, He's we worse. have got to get a kicker. And the thing is, I wasn't a huge Randy Bullock fan, but I was definitely one of the Seibert fan. And oh, Seibert once, is horrible. Oh, he was terrible. And, and the thing is, once Bullock was gone, I'm like, holy crap, we really got to get a kicker. Because Bullock would drive me nuts. He could hit a 50-yard field goal, you know, but then he missed a chip shot. It's like, dude. <laughs> anytime, anytime Bullock was getting ready to, to kick a field goal, I just was never sold on that. I, I always right, expected right. that he was going to lose it, so I wouldn't or that he was going to miss it or something like that, so that I wouldn't be upset. But you know, you get anxiety when when Randy Bullock oh, is yeah. getting ready to kick a field goal, especially oh, when it matters. Like, yeah. you don't want to have That's, that. I I want to have. Not saying that he's going to be this guy. But the one thing that I'm jealous about Ravens fans uh-huh. is that they have Justin Tucker and they can just be like, oh, just send him out. We don't even have to. Yeah, he's going to make it. Exactly. And that's what I was saying. We could possibly have a kicker who's a weapon. That's awesome. I mean, you know, like, I don't want to kick field goals. I don't want touchdowns. But every once in a while, you know, it, it doesn't happen. And you, it, it would be nice to have a guy, oh, it's 50 yards. Ah, go out there and nail it and right. have him Put drill it and not have to board. worry about it. Right, exactly. exactly. Put as many points on the board as you can. And I, I think that that's what the guy does. And you got to think about it, too. Like, fifth rounder, I mean, how many of those guys are really starting? I mean, this yeah. is this is a guy from a right. value standpoint. He's going to add value to your team from day one. Yeah, I mean, J- Jake Lisco from the uh, Locked on Bengals podcast has been on there, and he he's not a fan of it because he's like, well, we probably could have got him afterwards. I'm like, not really. I don't know if they could have because I think, like you said, uh, I think somebody would have taken them in the sixth round. And I'm like, someone, I mean, someone could. I mean, kickers have been drafted in the third round. Like right. the number one guys. Like you just think about the guy that the the Buccaneers he and and I think sometimes mentally that messes with them, right? Because when you yeah. get picked that high, right, right, you have to be the next Adam Vinatieri mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. or someone like that. Yep. But you know, I, I'm not so sure that that he's there. I mean, it's even when you talk about fantasy football, right? And right. you want to get that number one kicker, you're like, I'm going to take Justin Tucker. There's going to be a guy that's like, I'm taking Justin Tucker in the seventh round. And, right. and there's going to be other guys that are like, I'm not drafting him until I'm not drafting the kicker until the 13th or 14th round. And it's really just comes down to, do you want the top kicker or not? What are you willing to spend? And so, yeah, I'm not so sure that 
if you wait that that guy is just there, especially when the NFL has a kicking problem. Like these guys are always out there missing kicks and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so in order to upgrade that, I'm fine with them doing that because the likelihood that a fifth round pick is really going to be on the field immediately is not, it's not likely you're probably taking a developmental guy at that point. Right. So I had no problem with them taking the kicker at all. Now I got, we got some things going on in the chat. A couple people talking about the uh, uh, difference between Puka and Chris Evans and which one uh, might make the team, which one's a gadget guy, which one could be a punt returner. What's your thought, mm-hmm. thoughts on, on those two? It's funny that you bring up Chris Evans. Uh, I think that Chris Evans is, from what I've heard from people that have seen him, I think at the rookie minicamp, he looks very good, is mm-hmm. what I heard. He's very fluid. Makes sense why they gave him number 25. Right. Um, also potentially has some ability to play in the slot. So that really sound, sounds a lot like Giovanni Bernard. I'm not going to put that and anoint him as Giovanni Bernard. Right. Uh, but I think that he brings that to the table. I think Puka is an electric player as well. Um, that brings a lot to the table. He's very versatile. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if they use him on special teams. I think that that could definitely be a niche for him. But the Bengals at the same time have two elite special teamers potentially. I think Brandon Wilson is one. Obviously, he's one of the best returners in the league. Then you also have Darius Phillips, who don't forget, yes. could potentially um, be an elite guy. Uh, but Puka, I think that is going to come down to – you know, him and him and Evans are kind of competing for that same spot. So it just depends on how to utilize him. But I think that he could be a gadget player. I think that Puka can do a lot. I think that they both have talent. I think that they both could be used in all kind of ways. I think it's really going to come down to are they like Giovanni Bernard when it comes to pass protection? Yeah, I'm blocking, not so yes. sure. And mm-hmm. the other thing is with Joe Mixon finally being the top dog and not having anyone to take carries away from him. Right. Are they really going to get that much time on the field? That's what I think it really comes down to. But I think uh, I think uh, with any of those guys, I think that they should be in in good shape for the running back position. I'm really excited about Evans. Can't wait to see what he does on the field. And I'm really excited about Puka, too. I mean, both of these guys, I think, um, will will duke it out for for that spot. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm real excited. I was excited about Chris Evans just, just a little bit. I saw the highlights. Um, I called him, you know, this this could be uh, Gio uh, Bernard uh, 2.0. So like you said, he can be put in a slot. He can be out there on, on bubble screens. And that's, you, you got to replace that because they let Gio go. So they did use him. So, but the right. thing is, you know, we're talking about um, Joe Mixon is going to be out there, you know, on multiple downs. And some people say he's got to work on his pass blocking. Well, I got a video on, on player right now where he, he, he can't pass block. Check, check this right. out. I don't know if you, you saw this or not. Love it. <laughs> and that I yes that was that team. yes that was against Mike Hilton so, <laughs> so <laughs> I tweeted that out like I I'm not the guy play with the Bengals now I'm like yeah but he played with the Squealers then so but yeah the Mixon can pass block you know there are t- mm-hmm. I think I think he I was talking to, to Jake Lisco about this too I think there's times where he might be indecisive of if he should pass block let the guy go or try to go out to to get a screen you know, I think that's where he's got to be more more decisive in, in his decision-making of when the block and when to just let the guy go and, and go, go get the, uh, try to get yeah, I mean, it, It's just tough because Giovanni Bernard is so good at it. So when you put somebody next to him, that's not Giovanni Bernard, it's easy to say, Oh, he can't, um, 
he can't pass block as as well. I saw something in the comments from my man Paul. Uh, Jake Elliott was drafted in the fifth round. Oh, yeah, I put, yeah, I put that fifth round pick, pick 153 is when the Bengals picked him. There you go. Yeah, that, I don't know where to We'll see, was, man. Yeah. We have to we have to see if we can we can do that. Responding to what you just posted on the screen. We have to see. Oh yeah. Yeah, there. That, yeah. Chris Evans. Yeah, you got that. Then somebody wants you to get Puka on the show. Oh man, that would be fire. That would be fire. If we if exactly. we get permission, I would love to to have both yeah. of those guys on. Me too. <laughs> so I guess <laughs> anytime we talk to him, say, hey, you know, I got this guy. Really cool dude. Does the same thing I do. You know, sports strawberry ice. You guys should give him a, a shout out. <laughs> Come yes, on sir. the show. <laughs> yes, sir. One of these days, I will get one of them too. But, you know, you got to keep keep working at it. Okay, let's see here. Uh, da, da, da. This was a funny one I like that uh, Brett, Brad put up there. I think Randy received a bonus from the squares every time he missed a field goal. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Those are the, the thing is, that remind, reminded me, remember. Uh, Shane Graham was kind of like that same way with me as far as mm. Bengals kickers goes. How? Because I can remember two huge kicks he missed. One was in Denver where Carson Palmer brought, brought us all the way back. And all we had to do is kick the extra point to tie the game. An extra point, and he freaking missed it. I'm like, oh, my God. And then there's another one where if he made the field goal, we win, and we knocked the squealers out of the playoffs, and he missed it. I'm like, Dude, <laughs> like so that's where I'm excited about Evan. And I, I want I want a legit kicker that we can count on. Yeah, you, I mean you take this pick. What if he's here for the if you if you hit on the kicker, he's here for what the next 10 to 15 years? Oh I mean, least, yeah. You don't have to worry about kicker anymore. Like right. instead of going into the draft next year, hey, let's get another kicker. How long have we been saying? I feel like for me, it's been ever since we had John Brown. Yeah, and we've been like we need to get a new kicker. Right. We need to get a new kicker. Like it's really been even since I mean Jake Elliott was back in 2017. Like we're mm-hmm. we were still talking about a kicker. So just just get the player and right. not have to worry about it for right. the next 10 to 15 years. Well, the thing is, pe- people too aren't really talking about this, but we also could have a punting competition too. Yeah, because you got you got. That's I true. Mean, I mean, not that not that Hubert's you know a bad punter. But he, he he's not as you know he's been I think in the league ten years now and, and his his yardage is is getting shorter and they got Christian uh, I always say Ponder but I always say his name wrong but the kid <laughs> from Ohio State right he he I, I think he's in competition so that's another thing we could have possibly have a new kicker and a a new punter in 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 the mix this year so that's the that's the cool thing there's competition everywhere, everywhere. on this team and that's special that's, teams you're not even safe. Right, exactly, and <laughs> dude, I, I, I'm with you. I, I want to see. I really can't wait to see Dar- Darius Phillips. I want to see him, like Terry says here. Yeah, I want to see him do the, be the punt returner. I, I think we see splashes of it. You know, they let him do it a couple years ago, and he looked really, really good at it. That's who I think should be the the punt returner. You get him, and we got we got Wilson as the kick returner. Dude, we can have the best two in the league. Yeah, it's very. It's very, very, you know, just it's. I just get too hyped up about all the stuff, and I, I, you know, I always say I got orange sunglasses on, but the thing is, like I said, it's not. I'm not grasping at straws. These are things that legitimately can happen. These guys are legitimately good players. So, I oh mean, yeah, like Darius Phillips has been great at like kick returns since college. I mean, that mm-hmm. was, that was just something that he was known for, and you know, I think that he would definitely bring something to that dimension. It would be a cool way to get him involved in the field as well. Exactly. Now this is I didn't know this. Uh Gray here saying Florida fans called him Kick Fearson. 
<laughs> nice. There you go. That, that's a pretty good name. I know we've Bengalorian has uh, tweeted out. He, he's he started to call him the uh, the leg cannon. Nice. That's, the, <laughs> that's what he's called. So we got the leg cannon. I'm calling. Uh, or actually, Jeremy's calling uh, Tyler Shelvin uh, the Bayou Big Daddy. But everybody's <laughs> getting everybody's getting nicknames, and I, you know, that's the fun thing is when you think you have a good team, you're gonna start doing stuff like this. You know, I think the best one is Uno. I mean. Uno for Jamar Chase is kind of fire. Oh, I haven't heard that one. I like that. He calls himself Uno. I think is, and I remember Ooh. seeing him tweet it, and it was like he was calling himself the number one receiver in the class, and he put Uno, um, and then you know, he just kept saying Uno. And I mean, he's number one. So yeah, that makes I sense. That that's an awesome nickname. And well, let's get into a little bit of, of Jamar Chase here before I, I let you go. Um, that. The thing that impresses me about Jamar, not only on the field, is, is off the field. I think he's a real down-to-earth kid. He, him and, and, and Joe Burrow remind me a lot of each other. I think they mm-hmm. both got kind of the same mindset. There, because to, to me, there's a difference between cockiness and confidence. Right. You know, and they are very confident in what they're doing. You know, because mm-hmm. Jamar came out and said it. He goes, "I want to break all the records. I want to break, you know, AJ's. I want to break Chad's. I want to break all, all the wide receiver records." And he believes he can do it. I believe he can do it. And to me, those it's, it wasn't an arrogant thing, you know. And, and just seeing him come out and doing the work and putting the time in, and you know, him and Joe stayed after practice throw, throwing passes already. So those are the things that those character type guys, him, him, Jesse Bates, Joe, Joe Burrow, these are the guys that you want as building blocks for your team. And they're all great character guys. Jesse Bates was on, um, uh, but 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 what was it? Dan Hordes, uh, uh. Uh, or no, he was on uh, take that out, Dave Lapham's podcast, and I love that dude. He's another down to earth but very confident guy, and, and he's even come out and said that he he's the leader of the Bengals defense now, which I completely agree with. These are things that are that are good for the Bengals that we have confidence, not necessarily cockiness. No, I'm with you. I I think uh, I think like you said, it's just about him wanting to challenge himself and you know, to, to be amongst those guys. I think that that's what it was really about. I think that he's a hard worker, stayed after uh, the first AOCA to throw with Joe. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that it's more just a confidence. It's not, you know, that he's super conf- cocky, and I think he wants to go out and prove it. I mean, the one thing that I liked, and it kind of flew under the radar, they asked him what would be the first division rival that he would want to take on. And he said the Ravens. He said Ravens for a reason. Ravens have – right you know, possibly the best secondary in the NFL. And mm-hmm. that's that's taking a page out of the Fred Johnson book. I want the smoke. I don't right. want the easy way out. I want to I want to go at the Ravens. And when he said that, my antennas went up. I was like, let's get it. Let's right. go. Well, that, that's the thing is you got to have the mindset because you got to you got to go through them to get to where you want to go. So you can't be scared. You know, you know, that that's you know, they're up, I hate the rap birds, but they're up here. The clouds are up here. We're down here. You know, we got to go through them. You know, and you can say the squealers, but I'm I'm I don't think the squealers are gonna be that good this year, to be honest. I, just, I, I don't either. I, I just I don't, don't see it. I mean, I know they drafted the running back and everybody keeps talking about that, but they their offensive line is terrible. Ben is like 40. Like yeah. like Father Tom is undefeated, bro. And if right Father Tom hits them, I mean Tomlin's a great coach. That schedule for them is tough. If Ben's arm is like dead by week three. Uh, I just don't see them like coming out on top. Like I, right. I just well, I don't mean, see it. The offensive line is bad too. Right. The yeah, offensive, the offensive line is bad. really bad. 
Juju to me hasn't really proven he's a number one wide receiver. I don't can't even tell you who's a number one social media influencer. <laughs> it seems like he's more worried about that than football. I don't want a guy like that on my team. Like concentrate on winning and not right. getting likes and yeah and follows on social media and seeing how many views you can get on TikTok. When you got more views on getting your clock claimed by Von Bell than you're getting on, on TikTok. Exactly. And that's the another thing that I love about the Bengals. All these guys are about ball. They're all about ball. They're not about social media, this, follow me here, do this. They're about ball. And that that's and that, I think that's the, the mindset of the whole team. And, I, I, and I'm not trying to throw Chad Johnson on the bus. I love Chad Johnson. But I also think that was part of his detriment. He was trying to, to, to get himself uh, on social media and all that stuff. I, I think sometimes, sometimes that was a detriment to himself and the team. We don't have that on this team. We, we didn't have that. Well, we had knuckleheads on on the the teams that we went uh, to the five straight playoffs, but we didn't have guys that were social media. We just had guys that did dumb stuff on the field sometimes, and, and it goes back to the character. I think that the uh, Zach's plan to get you know captains and get high character guys is really going to pan out for us. I, I really I, I want to emphasize that 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 these guys that they have. They're good dudes, and and they're all about football. They're all about putting the work in, and they're not afraid to put the work in. And like you said, they're not afraid of the challenge. That's going to translate on the field to me. I I mean, I think think sometimes some of the character stuff is kind of overblown because when you compare what was happening in in 2010 until now – to what was happening when Marvin Lewis first got there. I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's close in terms of, you know, you know, um, you know, 2005, what was happening and and, and stuff like that. I think a lot of people remember 2005 and those years and they thought that 2010 was kind of the same thing. You never heard anything about AJ green. You never heard anything about Vontez perfect. You never heard anything about, pretty much any of the guys from the team, but it, right. that stigma just stuck with them. And, right. you know, the, the thing that happened in 2015, you know, a lot of people made a big thing about that, but there were other things that I personally heard that were at play, not justifying what happened on the field, but honestly, guys, if Jeremy Hill doesn't fumble, none of that stuff yeah, even happens. Exactly. And, That's, you know, I've, I've said yeah. this before. I don't know if I've ever said it publicly or anything. The, the biggest culprit in that is has never been talked about. The biggest culprit was Wallace Gilberry. You, you Wallace actually, Gilberry, last time you were on my show, you talked about this. But go, go ahead. Yeah. So the again. Wallace yeah. Gilberry thing, you already mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Wallace Gilberry, there was a bounty put on his head. Mm-hmm. It was rumored that Todd Haley put a bounty on his head. He used to play for Todd Haley, and that's where a lot of those emotions came from. It started with Wallace Gilberry, spilled over into Vontez Burfick and Pac Man Jones. We all know what happened, yeah. but I just, you know. You look at some of the other teams in this division, a lot of them have had a lot of uh, issues mm-hmm. off the field and stuff like that. I'm not going to, you know, squillers this offseason, literally this offseason. But, uh, right. you know, there's been other teams that have had some issues as well. Yeah, exactly. Hey, man, I'm, I'm going to let you go. I appreciate you. You bet you give me an hour. Tell everybody where, if they don't know where to follow you and, you know, just give all your information out for people who don't know who you are, which I'm sure pretty much everybody on here knows who you are, but go ahead. <laughs> yep, you can find me on YouTube, uh, New Stripe City. You can also find me on YouTube uh, on AFC North Talk. That's a round table that I do with uh, the Bengals, Steelers, Browns, um, and Ravens. We all come together. We actually just did a show uh, yesterday with the Bengals, 
were awarded the number one position um, in the division for wide receivers. So be sure to check that out. And then you can also follow me on Twitter at New Stripe City. Yeah, that, that's that's awesome. That's one of the key, the key things I keep saying about this team. We get the best wide receiver trio in the division. They're going to have a hard time stopping us. But, man, nice. we can keep talking for an hour. I will let you go. I appreciate you, brother. Make sure you guys yes, follow sir. him. Check out uh, him and uh, Zim Houday. Orange is the new black podcast. And as always, Ace, Houday, brother. Houday. All right, guys, that was fun. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I think I'm going to get the heck out of here. Uh, let me put I, – uh, I saw this. And I, 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 I agree with you. Boyd Higgins, 1,000 yards. <laughs> Chase, eight to nine thousand yards. Hey, that sounds good to me, man. I, I like I said, I I speak with orange gla- orange sunglasses on all the time, so I'm very excited, um, very optimistic about what is going on with the Bengals this year and what they have, just what they've done. It's just, I mean, I'm I did I'm 46 years old. I've been a Bengals fan my entire life, so to the last three years, two years, I'd say last two years of signing the free agencies, getting getting Joe Burrow, getting Jamar Chase, getting Higgins, getting these guys of high character, high quality, high work ethic on our team, putting on the Bengal stripes is very prideful for me because there's been so many times, I mean, I was here for the, the 90s, you know, and we stunk that whole decade. But to have what we have going on right now, is awesome and where i think it's going to go is going to be absolutely amazing and it's going to be a fun fun ride and jeremy d is going to be streaking at the end of this <laughs> so let me get to the facebook groups that let me live stream i appreciate every single one of them our who day nation since i bengals the jungle bengals who day nation since i reds rounding third heading for home bearcat country the ohio state buck nuts the ice bar you and then you can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports Strawberry Ice. I got different handles, but I'm on Facebook, Sports Strawberry Ice, Twitter. You can follow there, Sports Strawberry Ice, but uh, the handle is Jeff A. Trenopol. That's T R E N N E P O H L. Instagram, TikTok, the handle is Iceman90. I will be pulling the sound off later on today. And I'll get it up faster than I did yesterday. I, I kind of got out of the, uh, the habit of doing it after a long weekend. So I will get it up faster uh, today. That I did uh, last night. So, uh, if you listen to the podcast and you can't watch the show for an hour, check it out. It's on Bean Pod, uh, Apple Podcast, Spotify, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, if you guys enjoyed the show, tell your friends. Uh, I'm up to 1,124 subscribers. That is awesome. I appreciate every single one of you guys from the first one who subscribed to me to the last one who has. That is awesome. And like I said, I'm doing the super chats now. So, <clears throat> if you guys, Support what I'm doing. Give me a super chat. I will shout you out and appreciate it. And once we get to 10,000 subscribers, I will be giving away a Bengals jersey. I've got to figure out how I'm going to do it, but I get to 10,000 first. And other than that, as my friend Jeremy D always says, now remember, everybody, all together, ready? Here we go. Ready? Remember one thing and one thing only. And as a great Sam Weish would say, because he's at the they're having LaSalle sports tag, remembering Sam Weish tonight. So hopefully, hopefully you guys are going to that. As Sam would say, you don't live in Cleveland, you live in Cincinnati, so act like it. Who day? Let's go, Reds. We got rained out today. Let's go, Bengals.
Bearcats are going to have a good year. It's going to be Miller time. And other than that, that's just sports, baby. See ya!